Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, just as our Savior began to call disciples to learn not only the truth of the message, but also how to take that message to others, we pray that you likewise would remind us and teach us by your Holy Spirit that we have been called to take the light of the gospel to the world around us. We pray open our hearts so we can hear clearly your word and live it in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our gospel lesson this morning starts out with the words, you are the salt of the earth. And a little bit later, you are the light of the world. It's interesting because normally what we would expect to see are those phrases that come to us, for example, out of the Gospel of John, where Jesus is always saying, I am. I am the good shepherd. I am the living water. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. And yet here in teaching his disciples, he says, you are. Wow. To borrow the phrase from Luther, what does this mean? Where all of a sudden Jesus takes the focus of everything and puts it on his disciples and on us. You are the salt of the earth. What does salt do? Salt's kind of an amazing thing when you think about it. Did y'all know that salt used to be used as currency, as money? It's where the phrase, he's worth his weight in salt, comes from. In fact, the very term that we use for our own wages at times, salary, comes to us through the Latin from salt. It was a valuable commodity at the time of Christ. It was used to preserve food. It was used to flavor food. Think of it that way. You are the individuals, the people that flavor the world around you. In other words, you are to influence the lives of people. A little salt can go a long way. Stimulates the taste buds. Helps us to appreciate the flavor of the 
broccoli. I wonder if it works on Lutefisk. You have no idea. What influence do we have on the lives of people all around us? You see, it's an interesting phrase here because he kind of goes away from what we know about salt. If salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Have any of you ever had salt that has an expiration date on it? In this world, in terms of actual salt, it never loses its saltiness. So what does Jesus mean? If we're not influencing the people of the world around us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're not living it in our lives, then our own faith is in danger of fading away. For we are called not simply to just believe, but we are called to, the second half of that word, live. Be live. that's hard to say, be livers of the gospel, not just believers. To emphasize what he's saying, he goes on to say, you are the light of the world. A light that shines in the darkness. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You don't light a light, and as the children's song says, put it under a bushel. No, you, you put it on a stand so it can shine for the whole world to see. And yet, most of us, with our faith in this world, are kind of like this. Me? Light of the world? We sell ourselves short because we think that it all depends on us. By the way, i got to tell you, Sarah, I give credit to you and to all of those kids because if I had to crawl into some place called Cave of Spiders, <laughs> ain't no way, no how, I'm going in. The only thing worse might be the Cave of Snakes. <laughs> Not doing it. Sometimes we think the same way about being a light of the gospel to people around us and to the world. No way, no how, not doing it. I can't share my faith. It's too scary. I'm afraid not going there. Better yet, you go first. In the same way, Let your light shine before others. Now what's curious about what he says here is he doesn't say it this way. Let your light shine before others by all of the things that you say. 
Because you see, that's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees are doing. They're saying a lot of things. But the things they're saying aren't matching up with the way they're living. And so he says it this way, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Oh, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. Uh, we're Lutherans. We don't have good deeds. We're saved by faith, not by works. Folks, we're not talking salvation here for us. We're talking how we live. Unfortunately, our Lutheran memory gets a little short when Paul says we're not saved by works. Because he goes on to say, lest anyone should boast. But you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he has prepared in advance for you to do. In other words, to do the deeds. And what are the deeds that we are called to do? We are called to live by God's word. To live by those very commands that we were given way back in Exodus chapter 20. You shall have no other gods besides me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, and so on and so forth. To live by the way that he calls us to live as a distinct and different people. You see, what this is all about is it's all about being a steward of the gifts that God has given to us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we as stewards of God are to live for him with all of our time, our talents, and our treasures in a way that sets us apart from the world because we don't live like the rest of the world seeking after things for ourselves, accumulating for ourselves, or being all about us but rather in the things that we do and the things that we say and the ways that we live and the way that we use the resources God has given to us, we are a blessing to him by being a blessing to others. That's what Jesus is challenging his disciples to do. And the rest of the Gospel of Matthew is all, if you will, all about a manual of discipleship, to live this way, to be this way, to serve this way, to think this way. Fact. Our epistle lesson today says it this way. At the very last phrase, but we, we have the mind of Christ. Think of that. We have the mind of Christ. What does Paul mean when he writes that? He means that Christ is the head of the church. That we listen to his word and we follow the ways of Christ. That our hearts, our attitude, our mind is of Christ. In fact, elsewhere, Paul says it this way. Your heart, your mind, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grabbed a hold of, but took upon himself human flesh and became a servant. To have that servant heart 
is to be a steward of the gospel. To be a steward of the gospel is to live in word and deed every day of our lives, walking in the ways that he calls us to walk. Now, are we going to be perfect in doing that? Huh. No. Even Peter wasn't perfect at it. Neither was Paul. Nor were the rest of the disciples. I mean, Jesus spent three years uh, teaching them, and what do they do? The minute that, that their own lives are threatened, they run away, all except for who? John. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to have those times when we... We listen more to the selfish nature that's in us and we struggle with it. The good that I would do that I find myself not doing and that which I should not do that I find myself. It is a struggle. Yet we have a loving and gracious God who calls us back to the foot of the cross each and every day. A God who continues to pour out his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness to us. And a God who teaches us through Christ how to engage this world. I'm going to borrow Sarah's example. He goes into the cave first and he tells us where to put our feet. And when we're really afraid, when we're really doubting, he says, touch the nail marks in my hands, my feet, my side. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to share the gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. Don't be afraid to be a steward of the mysteries walk by faith to share the love of God and share Jesus every day to look for the opportunities to be a steward of the faith to be a steward of the resources that God has given to us and to understand that all of our life belongs to him because he bought and paid for it on the cross he shed his blood and poured it out upon you that you can have life abundantly, not only here, but for all of eternity. You are. You are. You are children of God. You are redeemed by his blood. You are believers. You are livers of the faith. You are followers of Christ. And therefore, you are the salt of the earth. And you are the light of the world. So shine.
Shine with all of the glory of Christ who dwells in you. Let his light shine in you and through you by your deeds and by your words. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.